Each year, more than 12 million people will hear the same three devastating words. You have cancer. I'm Lee Silverstein, a survivor of pediatric kidney cancer and stage four colon cancer. My amazing wife, Linda, has taught me that we have cancer because every one of us is affected by it in some way. Survivors, family, friends, and medical and support team members. And we all have a story worth telling. Welcome to We Have Cancer. Welcome to episode 113 of We Have Cancer. Thank you so much for joining me this week. We actually have two guests on the show. I've got Fong Lee Gallagher and Christina Smith, both hold leadership positions with the Colden Club. Christina has been on the show before. You can go back and listen to my emotional and powerful conversation with Christina at wehavecancershow.com forward slash zero five four. Fong and Christina are on the show to talk about all the amazing work that the Colon Club is doing. If you or someone you love is touched by colorectal cancer, this episode is for you. So much great information, amazing work that the Colon Club is doing. And I want to point out, and this is mentioned in our conversation, but because this is so time sensitive, it bears repeating. They are accepting applications for this year's Colon Club retreat. So if you or a loved one have been touched by colorectal cancer under the age of 50. This retreat is a truly once-in-a-lifetime experience. And to apply for this, again, the deadline is coming up in just a few days, February 1st. Just go to wehavecancershow.com forward slash colon club, all one word, and that will take you to the application for this year's retreat. Let's get right to our interview with Fong Lee Gallagher and Christina Smith. Christina, welcome back. Fong, welcome. Uh, it's great to uh, connect with both of you, and I'm thrilled that you're able to join me for the podcast. How are you both doing? Doing very well. Thank you. Doing great. Thanks. So, uh, Diana Sloan, our dear, dear friend, asked that I talk to both of you and have you on to talk about Colon Club. And so that's kind of where I start, and then from there we'll kind of get into your personal connection. But Christina, tell me about Colon Club and, and how it came to be. Sure. So our founder, Molly, developed or began with her journey, her personal story with colon cancer. And Molly was extremely young and just felt like most of us feel that nobody else is 20 years old, a young female, being diagnosed with this disease. Um, but she was unfortunately, yet fortunately, uh, connected with another young female, and her name was Amanda, and their stories collided, and they had all those things in common. What she realized very suddenly is that's exactly what she needed. Uh, she didn't, needed somebody else that could understand her journey and her story and all the issues that come with the, the diagnosis and the treatment and just life after that. Unfortunately, Amanda passed away from colon cancer. But later, Molly and Amanda's cousin, Hannah, um, come together to come up with the organization and the idea of the Colon Club. And so originally, the Colon Club started with uh, young people under 50 being diagnosed and being able to come together to do a photo shoot, share their stories, um, share their experiences with each other, but also to bring, of course, awareness to this disease and that it was happening in young people. So each year, they would the Colon Club 
produced a calendar. And then after the year of 2016, that was rebranded to a magazine called On The Rise. And so again, we had young people that are sharing survivors. And then in 2018, caregivers also in the mix, sharing their stories of colorectal cancer diagnosis at a very young age. And if I remember, it wasn't a calendar, it was a colander, colander. wasn't it? That's right. That's <laughs> right. right. I so we're pretty clever. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Get those puns in whenever we can. That's right. So, Fong, tell me about your role in the Colon Club and your connection here. Well, I started off, uh, I was diagnosed when I was 29 with rectal cancer, and you know, I spent a first few years just kind of white knuckling it through with my husband because while our cancer center had a support group, it just wasn't us, you know, and when I found the Colon Club, there was this forum with this community of people with just such a wealth of information, patients, caregivers, all these different perspectives, and it sparked a lot of questions in my mind that I, I just realized, you know, I'm just kind of floating through treatment and doing whatever my doctors say, but I need to get really active and find out about my disease. And that completely changed me. It was on the forum that I met Belle, who was one of our featured survivors. And, you know, Belle was amazing. And one of her, her models was don't retreat, reload. And that just spoke to me. And Belle told me I needed to apply to be a part of the colander and I resisted because I don't like being in front of the cameras. I'm, you know, that's just not me. And when Belle passed, I felt like the best way for me to honor her and all that she represented with the Colon Club was to send in my applications. And I was one of the fortunate few that got selected. And so I went through from just forum participant to featured survivor, and I'm now the executive vice president for the Colon Club. So tell me more, what, what is the mission? What is the goal of Colon Club? You know, one of our biggest things is to share our stories because that's how we relate to people. That's how other people see that there is hope. There's beyond just being diagnosed and, you know, the cancer doesn't define us. We have four pillars that, you know, we we go with the first being the Colon Talk Forum. And it's great because it's anonymous. So those of you who are not comfortable with sharing all your deep details, you can hide behind the screen name. But there's just a treasure of information and of support there. Second in our pillars is the Kimberly Fund. And this is a fantastic fund, which, you know, Kimberly Fund actually went to Christina and Porter. And what it does is just it allows people to make memories. You know, it's a grant that you can apply for and you just tell us what it is that you want to do, you know, whether it's taking your child to Disneyland or to Yankee Stadium. Sorry, I'm a Boston Red Sox fan, so I really should say Fenway. <laughs> but I got to get in that. that Wait rivalry. a minute. You're you're in L.A., aren't you? I am. I'm married. Now I'm really confused. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So third in our pillars is the blog and Diana Sloan has taken over managing our blog and she is doing a phenomenal job of getting in different perspectives. You know, we've got patient perspective, caregiver perspective, and we've got medical personnel that are writing blogs for us as well. So um, a lot of information in there, the most recent one is actually on clinical trials, very relevant and gives you a lot to think about. And then last, of course, is our publication, whether it's a calendar, a colander, magazine, you know, all these evolutions, we're trying to, to just be creative and still really be true to telling the stories and, and getting our, 
our the faces out there so people can see this is not an old man's disease anymore. That's very true. That's very true. Christina, what was it like when you were the recipient of the Kimberly Fund grant? What well, did that I mean to you? Sure. I think first and foremost, it's just humbling because unfortunately, as colon cancer diagnosis affects you personally and immediately as my, you know, as my husband was diagnosed, you feel like you're all alone, but as you start seeking out, you realize this is happening far too often. So it is very humbling to get the letter and say, Hey, you know, this is, we've, we've chosen you and your son to go make memories and to be, um, to be fortunate recipients of that. And for my son and I to get to go on a cruise and to swim with dolphins and to do all of these fun and amazing things and make memories. I think on the other end of that in reflection after that occurred, after we took our vacation and uh, made such amazing memories, you just realize that you're doing exactly what your spouse and, and my son's you know father would want for him. He wants us to live, to truly speak out and live our lives. And although we miss him every single day and of course wish that he were here with us making those memories, we're fortunate that we can continue to carry on his legacy. And I think that the parallel in that is that the Kimberly Fund is a family being able to live out their late wife and their mother's legacy also by uh, giving these memories to others. So I think too, it's planted a seed in my heart to make sure that I am giving back when I'm able to give back. So, and teaching that to my son also, that unfortunately we've experienced a really awful blow in life, but there are so many blessings along the way and we can be some of those blessings to others, just like the Kimberly Fund and the family that manages that for us. So is your son Porter wondering if he gets to go on a cruise every year now? He is. He asks me <laughs> almost every day when we're going back to a cruise. So there is no exaggeration in that. He had the time of his life. <laughs> I'm sure he did. Fong, wh where do the um, funds come from to support these efforts? Um, one of the families that just it just supports the Cohen Club so wonderful. Before Kimberly passed, she had raised all this money and basically just lump sum said, I want this to go to making memories. And, you know, that was, that's one of the most important things that we can hold as patients is making those memories. You know, it's not about the things that we have in our homes anymore. It's, it's making sure that we can take those trips and to laugh with our loved ones and just hug them and tell them we love them. And that was deeply important to her. And so her husband and her boys, I just, it's, it's, it was such a generous gift and that grant has carried forward into all these years. Wow. Tell me about the retreat. The retreat is simply magic. Uh, you know, we, we all laugh because we try to tell everybody, you know, we come home and everybody asks, so what'd you do? And you just can't explain it. You know, it's a level of connection that is so deep and profound. Christina was one of our first caregivers to join and it completely changed the dynamic because not only are, do we have patient to patient now, but our patients are able to hear from other caregivers how they feel and our own insecurities are, are, are not minimized, but you, it makes us realize, I can't believe that's the way you guys feel. Like my husband told me that all the time, but it really didn't sink in until somebody else said the same thing. And being able to share our, our stories without the worry of these people won't understand. 
because we've all been there to one degree or another. Tell me more about the, just like the logistics. What is the retreat? Where is it? What, what are the fortunate folks who get selected to go? What do they get to experience? Like Fawn said, it is absolutely complete magic. And I think that part of that magic is exactly where the retreat is held at. So it is held at the Five Star Retreat, and it's in Nunley, Tennessee, which is um, not too far from the Nashville area. But it is back in the wilderness. And we always like to say that a lot as, as the caregivers and the survivors are pulling up, you're kind of like, I'm in the middle of the woods and I have no idea what I just signed up for. But the reality of that is, you know, we, the importance of the, in, of the magic and of what happened there is that you're not really just leaving, you know, the medical appointments and the prescription refill, you know, refills and the hospital stays in the chemo chair all the time. You're really living, you're really leaving that fast paced society life and you get away from that. And it's this serene and calm and just beautiful, breathtaking place that we're able to just be. And I like saying that a lot to just be and to be content with not having to have something in front of you or something to do or a schedule to follow. But the specialness is all the things that it offers there's a beautiful lake there are some hiking trails it is there's a pool to relax by it is just nice for everybody to be able to relax and so um on the relaxing side and then some of them choose to go out on the kayaks and to go out on the paddle boats and to be able to go out on paddle boards but everybody is together and they're bonding and so we may have two or three caregivers and patients that are doing one thing while two or three are doing another thing but it just gives everybody time to just find and connect and to have those very personable moments. So we, we fly them out and they're out there for about five days and there's amazing food and you're catered to and the Colon Club staff. We are just taking care of them. We do their laundry. We do the dishes. We are serving and dishing up their plates. We want them to feel pampered and to truly just have a week of being able to heal from the outside and the inside also. And they, they really do get treated like rock stars. I mean, <laughs> when they get glammed up for their photo sessions, oh my goodness, <laughs> it's really so much fun to watch the transformation, not just physically in how the makeup's done and the hair, but the you can see their body language completely change. Like mm -hmm. this confidence comes over them as like things you would never parade in front of like, hey, look at my scar in front of the camera. Like, you know, we have people that are, are shy about showing their scars or the awesomies. And when they get on set, it's like, hey, get this picture. This is what it's about. Like, mm -hmm. I'm a rock star. And they really feel it. It's tremendous. Oh, my goodness. I mean, you know, to see Riley's photo on the cover <laughs> from the swimming pool. And then I talked to Diana Sloan. And she said that was the first time she'd shown her Ostomy bag in public. And that was that was really impactful for me. Be sure to stick around to the end of this episode to learn how you can get your rear in gear. I have to tell you, and I don't know if I've shared this, <laughs> having not attended and, you know, I had a very emotional connection. And Christina, I'm going to try to do this without my voice cracking. But somebody posted a, a photo of Christina and Nikki. If I remember, and I, was that a Colon Club? It was, yeah. Okay. And so both Nikki and Christina have been on the show and your stories, as you know, are so similar. And I don't believe, I think this was the first time you had met. 
Was that, it is. We had, what? yeah, we'd met virtually, if you will. Right. Um, but I meant face to face. Yeah. yeah someone, stories and someone posted a photo that was taken from a distance. I think it was in front of a lake with you two's arms around each other. And I, knowing the story behind both of you, that photo will forever have a place in my heart. And it just drew so much emotion out of me that I looked at that photo and tears were coming out of my eyes because I knew what that meant uh, probably to both of you. And I felt like, you know, that I got to have a little window into something that I know is very personal and private. And and, and that's something I'll, I'll never forget. We. We always go back to, and it was a very special moment as caregivers are so new in bringing that into our publication. Um, But we always go back, Nikki and I do, and I know that other survivors, of course, do too, but Nikki and I always say, we met our Amanda. And going back to our history of when Molly and Amanda found each other, that connection that you get it. I don't have to explain it. I don't have to go to the end degree. You just know, and I know you know. And... Nikki and I had connected and, you know, text and messaged each other. But the moment to stand there and to realize what was, but what is completely enveloped in blue was just like Fong said, it's magical. There is something magical. And I know that other survivors feel that way when they go out there, they just find their Amanda. And that is a magic that none of us can explain other than it is the most profound yeah. and turning moment in your healing to be able to accept the diagnosis in your life. And I, I think really what beyond what the survivors and caregivers get out of it, they give back in exponential you know, quantities when, when they come out of Colon Club. I know when I left Colon Camp, I felt just so empowered. I felt like I autom- autom- all of a sudden had this platform to speak out and share my story and to tell people, um, and just it it just creates these waves, you know, that that just can't be touched. And it hasn't let up, has it, Fung? No, it's only just begun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that fire and that energy that you have put forth to, you know, raising awareness and and being an advocate and and support uh, has just continued to grow, hasn't it? It has. And I, I think one of the special things is also that we're not trying to hold on to people. It's, it's almost like we, we get them into camp, get them all fired up, and then we set them free. And it's like, you know, go find all the other organizations that you want to be a part of, too. You know, this doesn't mean that you belong to Cohen Club. It's, you know, there are so many organizations that we all really work together and carry that message forward. You know, just so we go to call on Congress with Fight CRP. You know, everything that we can promote, cross-promote, and, and help each other get the goal out of getting people scoped and, and you know, making sure they know what their symptoms are, it's, it's, that's all you can do. How did your experience at Colin Club compare to what you thought it was going to be when you got there? Well, I was more focused, if you will. You know, they're like, hey, there's this photo shoot, and you they'll pick your wardrobe and do your hair and your makeup and I'm like oh that sounds so glamorous because being a caregiver certainly is not (laughs) and especially having a baby in the midst of of my husband being diagnosed and then of course taking care of him there is no time for you there is no break there is no breathing room and it's complete exhaustion so so 
I think I was more, okay, I'm going to get away for five days and it'll be a nice time to recharge and to feel a little pampered. But it was so much more than that. And quite frankly, that was probably the most small part of that journey while we were out there because it was truly about the relationships and the connections and the people and just my heart healing. And I've said many times um, since Joe was diagnosed in June of 2013 and our baby being born two months later, and then him passing 14 months later in October of 2014, it was by far the first moment my heart started to heal. To just be able to accept and to heal what has happened, what is happening, and what will happen. And I never lie and I never sugarcoat that it's easy now and that it's that it's perfect and that it's better. But I will tell you on my hardest days, um, whether it's Fong or whether it's Susie Hill or Trish Lannon or Nikki Moore or Andy Tiefenthal's wife, it doesn't matter. I'm reaching out to somebody saying, I'm just having a really hard day. But I have my people now. And before this, I didn't have my people. So it just makes life a little bit more bearable that I have my people to be able to support me and that I can support them too. Fong, who should, who should apply for this upcoming colon camp, as I've heard people call it? I know we just have a few days left at the time that this episode is going to post. What is the deadline? Who should apply? Give us some information. So anybody that was diagnosed under 50 years old, and it can be a, a caregiver or survivor, we, we actually even featured a pre-viver. So, you know, just if you think you belong, just submit that application. It is due by February 1st, and we will go through a process of reading all these very heart-wrenching stories and, and will it down to the select, and we'll, we'll announce that at the end of March. So for our listeners, if any of you are interested in applying, we're on a very short deadline. As you heard Fong say, the deadline is coming up in just a few days on February 1st. I will post a link to the application in the show notes for this episode. You can find it at wehavecancershow.com forward slash 113. So you'll be able to go right there, find the link to the application, and time is of the essence. What else should people know? If someone's got that hesitation, oh, I don't know if this is right for me, you know, yeah, I know I'm under 50, but... You know, here's your here's your chance to pitch <laughs> if we haven't done it already. Let me tell you, <laughs> I I was exactly that person. I, I was that person who said, well, it sounds neat. A vacation like that, a retreat like that sounds great. But I don't know if it's my thing. Just do it. You have no idea what it is. It, it's never going to be what you expected. It's the most impactful experience of your life and it will forever change you. I came back saying, I didn't change. You know, I met some great people. We really connected. But me as a person, I didn't change. The first thing out of my husband's mouth when I came home was, you're different. You've changed. <laughs> so, you know, that's all I can say. Just do it. You'll, you won't regret it. I think, too, some of my reservation is the personalities. You just you really don't know these people and you have no idea who you're getting ready to spend five days with. And we do. I mean, everybody has a different personality. And I think some reservations is, you know, I'm really quiet. I'm really private. I'm this. And bless Andy Tiefenthal's heart. He is super quiet and super reserved. And I kept a couple of times trying to tell him, you need to talk, you need to talk. And he's just kind of a yes, no person. And finally, I told him, I said, you're either going to talk 
or I'm very content talking to a wall. So you just need to choose. <laughs> and um, wouldn't you know that Andy came out of his shell and ended up talking to everybody. But it is. Fong is right. You will forever be changed and you'll be changed for the better. That's fantastic. So I'm going to share all the links and, and things we've talked about again in those show notes, including a link to On the Rise. But for people who are listening and want to check out Colon Club, where can they find you online? They can go to colonclub.com. From there, they can link to the Colon Talk Forum. And we are also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Terrific. And again, I'll have all of those links in the show notes with today's episode. Well, Fong, Christina, thank you so very much for spending some time with me. Fong, it's great to meet you virtually. Christina, it's great to see you again. Yeah. And, you know, thank you for the great work that you're doing. And hopefully this will uh, uh, spawn some, some really meaningful applications. And I hope what comes out of this is it makes your job a little harder. That, you know, we've, that you've got uh, some, some great, wonderful people to consider for this amazing opportunity as well. Thank you so much, Lee, for, for giving us the opportunity and the time. You're welcome. All the best to you both. There are several exciting Get Your Rear in Gear events coming up on the calendar. All the proceeds from all of these events do go to benefit the Colon Cancer Coalition. Flipping the calendar into February on Saturday, February 23rd, is the first Get Your Rear in Gear 5K Run, Walk, and Kids Fun Run. And this one is starting in Austin, Texas at Camp Mabry at Texas National Guard. The following day on Sunday, February 24th, out in Tucson, Arizona, is their 5K Run Walk. This is at Omni Tucson National Resort. Into March, March 2nd, we've got the Get Your Rear and Gear 5K Run Walk and Kids Fun Run taking place at Fort Worth, Texas at Trinity Park Pavilion Number 1. Also on Saturday, March 2nd, in Savannah, Georgia, is the 5K Run Walk and Kids Fun Run. This is taking place at 225 Candler Drive in Savannah, Georgia. On Sunday, March 3rd in San Antonio is your 5K Run Walk and Kids Fun Run. This is taking place at Morgan's Wonderland. And those are the upcoming Colon Cancer Coalition events taking place over the next six weeks. Hope to see you out there. For more information on all of these events, visit the Colon Cancer Coalition website at coloncancercoalition.org forward slash events. My thanks again to Fong Lee Gallagher and Christina Smith for joining us on this week's episode. Such incredible work that they and Colon Club are doing to help those touched by colorectal cancer. Again, I've posted the links of all of the sites that they mentioned in today's show notes. You can find that at wehavecancershow.com forward slash 113. And you can find both Christina and Fong Lee on Facebook. Reach out to them if you have any questions. And one more time, don't forget about the deadline to apply for that Colon Club retreat taking place in Tennessee. Again, if you or someone you love has been touched by colorectal cancer under the age of 50, this is an amazing event that you want to try to be a part of. And again, that application is due in just a couple of days, February 1st. You can find it at wehavecancershow.com forward slash colon club, all one word. Thanks for listening today. 
If you missed any of our previous episodes, uh, episode 1112, I interviewed Dean Hall talking about swimming in miracles. Episode 111, I interviewed Dr. Karen Hehenberger, co-founder and CEO of Lifebulb, who is providing a great patient-centric support and experience for those touched by diabetes, MS, inflammatory bowel disease, and cancer. So check out those previous episodes. Thank you again for listening. Be well, everyone. Thank you for listening to We Have Cancer, and thank you to our sponsors, H2ORS and the Colon Cancer Coalition, for your support. We Have Cancer is a proud supporter of Genie's Blue Angels, providing financial support to those affected by colorectal cancer.